Okay, let's get this started. Okay, hi. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a hot minute. Now, I'm just... Give me one second. I'm going to try and adjust these levels just a little bit so I'm not... Okay, there. I think... I think I got it. Okay, so I've wanted to do this podcast now for a while, and I have a small life update. I want to talk about cycling and my recent discovery that I have bike rage, just like road rage, I have bike rage, and just talking about health along with bikinis and bikini season and a recent slash recent purchase and future video that's going to be coming up. So those are going to be kind of all the topics that I'm going to touch on. And then of course, whatever tangents lay in between, because y'all know me. And if you don't know me, welcome to the podcast for the first time. Uh, I easily get distracted and go on tangents and, you know, two hours later, we've gone a very long distance away from the original topic so you know bear with me um but here we are i've wanted to i earlier in i think it was last week i actually recorded a separate podcast and i decided to not put it up because the background noise was so bad um if you hear any screaming or banging it's because i am filming this currently in my room uh with a very large cup of coffee to my right and me chilling in my lounge chair which if you guys want to see this podcast of me just sitting and talking you can feel free to watch the video version on youtube and it will be up on my youtube channel which is reviews by the blonde and for those of you who are watching this on youtube because i'm recording this at the same time if you want to just listen to this it will be posted up on itunes and if you guys are looking for any updates or notifications i do have a couple of instagram pages my personal page which is carolyn c-a-r-o-l-y-n underscore w3 and then from there i have a bunch of different links to my other uh profiles for reviews and then also for this podcast so hopefully this recording will be successful enough and there won't be too much background noise that i can actually post this and it be tolerable to listen to so there's that um so let me take a sip of this coffee this is cup number three of the day um today has been today ended up being a lot more unpredictable and kind of crazy and weirder than i expected it to be um yesterday morning slash this weekend i need to i guess i need to paint the picture so bear with me and let me paint you a picture this weekend if it was a normal standard life um this weekend was technically our the canadian long weekend it would have been victoria slash it was victoria day weekend which means yesterday which was monday um was a day off for a lot of people and uh, well and for the rest of us it was just another day where we stayed home um I woke up in the morning and I noticed that my right ear, the inside, was hurting and then upon actually like waking up and sitting up, I 
went to go touch my ear and I realized the inside was actually swollen, especially compared to my left ear. It was quite swollen. So I was concerned that obviously there's some sort of infection going on and promptly decided to go to my family doctor's website and see if there's any sort of information of them being like closed, closed, even just not for Monday long weekend rules. I mean, just like every day and like the following day slash today. Um, I called them. They had a long-winded, you know, explanation to what they're doing and how they're basically proceeding about doing appointments. And then from there, I looked to see what available walk-in clinics were open just in case that my doctor's office wasn't going to be open. So I did have to wait obviously all of yesterday and you know being the paranoid person that I am I was concerned that it was something a little bit more serious and I don't know I'm not a doctor so I don't know enough about um I don't know enough about ear infections and what they you know require if I would need to get antibiotics or if it's just gonna like go away with you know by itself or whatever else and in the last couple of days I've also been feeling kind of dizzy and once the ear pain kind of got progressively worse to the point where now I have a swollen ear I just assumed that maybe the dizziness is my equilibrium being thrown off with whatever's going on with my ear um so fast forward to this morning I woke up uh, just before nine o'clock and I called my doctor's office and luckily somebody picked up right away. I spoke to whoever picked up the phone, whether it was the receptionist or, you know, one of the doctors or the nurse. I'm not entirely sure who I ended up speaking to, but I explained what the situation was and I was wondering if I could basically book an appointment with my doctor. He explained that they are booking phone calls and video call appointments and that they are not having anybody come into the office unless I think absolutely necessary, which I totally understand. The only reason I would have preferred to go in rather than just do a video call is that it does feel like my ear is clogged a little bit. So I'm concerned that maybe it is maybe some impacted wax. And I know that there are solutions and things that you can buy to do at home. But at this point, honestly, I've had ear ear irritation on and off for months and months where I think I, you know, in the beginning of the year, I had some bit of like pain in my ear and I honestly just thought it was a buildup of wax, but I just never ended up going to the doctors, which I know isn't the brightest, you know, plan of attack, but here we are. Um, And uh, long story short, booked an appointment ended up speaking to my doctor and I showed him what was going on. We talked about what was going on. And the one thing that, you know, we started diving down the path where he, he, I, okay, first and foremost, I absolutely love my family doctor. I'm forever grateful that I found this man a couple years ago. And I actually had been um, a patient at this practice for years. And then my doctor, the initial doctor that I had ended up leaving didn't end up finding out about that until one day I made an appointment and 
she wasn't there and I was notified that I had to decide between the doctor that I had made the appointment with or the other the female doctor that's you know also on staff I ended up sticking with this doctor and I'm forever grateful because he is incredible he's very thorough he is very kind he's very considerate and compassionate he lets you talk out whatever you need to get out he listens to your input he really cares he's a doctor that genuinely cares or at least does a really good job of you know coming across like he really does care and especially after everything I went through last year he always makes it a point that if he doesn't have an answer he tries to find one for you or he makes it a point to refer you immediately to somebody else that can help so I kudos to my doctor love him great man love him as a person great man um, I ended up chatting with him and he started asking me a lot of questions like he usually does and what ended up what we kind of started to unpack was I mentioned to him that I had been feeling dizzy for the last like four or five days um, and then he did ask me if I had a cough and I did mention I, I almost kicked myself the second I mentioned it but at the same time if this is something more serious then of course I want to find out if it is something more serious. I, I don't want to be an ignorant asshole. I don't want to get anybody else sick, especially right now. And if it is something more serious like COVID, I'd rather know now rather than, you know, finding out when it's a little too, when, finding out when it's too late. Um, so we, to me, my symptoms, my ear has been hurting for the last couple of, you know, has been hurting for the last day or two. It got swollen yesterday and where my throat is feeling sore is exactly on the side of the ear that's hurting. So I just assume because your sinuses are all connected that whatever's going on in my ear is probably irritating my throat because it's probably flushing out through and down my throat. I don't know if that's how it works. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass, but that's kind of where my logic just kind of went. Um, so I wasn't alarmed that my throat was sore. And also lately I've been riding my bike a lot. I've been, you know, which means I'm sweating. It's the temperature has been fluctuating a lot. So I just figured again, maybe I just, my sinuses in general are quite sensitive and if I get hit with a hard and a cold gust of wind, um, either on my forehead, on my throat, or in my ears of, you know, within a matter of an hour, I have a serious headache or something hurts or within like, you know, the per like couple of days moving forward, I end up starting to having some sort of pain or whatever because that they're just sensitive. Um, but with what, you know, with that being said, I had mentioned to him that I had a little bit of a cough here and there. My throat was a little bit sore, but no fever. At least to my knowledge, I didn't feel like I had a fever. And the only concerned as far, the only, his concern that ended up, you know, sending me actually to the hospital to get tested for COVID, which is what I ended up doing this morning, um, was the fact that I live at home with my mother, who is older and is, I guess, falls under the high-risk category. And so, with that being said, he highly suggested that, you know, if my symptoms get worse, that I go and get tested. Ended up getting off the phone with him. He said that, you know, we're not going to do anything for the next, at least, you know, day. Let's give it some time, see what happens, see how you feel tomorrow and we'll do a follow-up 
meeting or whatever um, video chat to see where I'm at and how I'm feeling tomorrow. And then we'll proceed from there. He suggested that we'll even hold off on the testing until the following day or the next couple of days if need be. I don't even think like 20 minutes had passed and my phone was going off and it was no caller ID, but I, for some reason, just was like, you know what, I'm going to pick it up. Glad I did because it was my doctor. And he ended up um, speaking to one of his colleagues and kind of getting some input on what I was going through and how I was feeling. And from the feedback that he got from his colleague, they both basically highly suggested that I go and get tested for COVID because of the fact that I live with my mom and because of the situation that I'm in, it would be better to know that nothing is wrong than ignore it and you know possibly get her sick or create a bigger problem so what i ended up doing i ended up getting myself together he asked me multiple times it it almost came across a little bit like begging but he was asking me multiple times like would you please you know would you consider going would you please go like you know i'm not gonna sit here and pressure you and he wasn't he really wasn't i don't want to make it come across like he was he really wasn't pressuring me to go at all but he i think more it's it was one of those moments where i understand where he's coming from because it's not a matter of you know, pressuring me to go get tested and like forcing me to do something that I don't want to do. It's more so looking at it at the bigger picture of things and that this isn't just about, you know, me getting tested and me knowing if I'm sick or not, but it's the bigger picture and knowing that if I am sick, that I need to find some way to get away from my mom and isolate, lock myself in my room and just stay in my room for the next, like, he said three weeks, which... If this is the case, I am, I'm going to be doing a lot of podcasting. We're going to be doing a lot of, I'm going to just be uploading a podcast of me just slowly losing my mind in my room for three weeks. Um, but it, again, it's better knowing that it's nothing rather than putting the general public into, you know, risk with coming into contact with myself. So I agreed. I said, no problem. I don't have an issue with going. Um, and he, exp I guess I had, a, I had a few questions about like, you know, how long does he, you know, especially now, like how long is it going to take? Am I going to be at the hospital for a long period of time? Because I really don't want to be, especially, I just don't want to be at the hospital. I spent a lot of last year being in and out of doctor's office and in the hospital. I don't, especially during a pandemic, I don't particularly want to be in a hospital. Um, and he said that as of right now, because they're testing, now they've kind of figured out the testing and it's gone faster. The wait times are not going to be more than like 30, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And I do have to say, though the hospital I went to, the entrance for where they're doing the testing is very confusing. The signage, they don't have enough signage, which, you know, again, where we're at in society, signage is maybe not high on, you know, what we're focused on. But it took me like 
you know, five to ten minutes to figure out exactly what part of the hospital I need to go to. It's a really, it's an enormous hospital as well. I walked around the entire building. I wasn't inside at any point. I think I walked into two entrances and spoke to people right at the doors. And they were very, you know, pleasant and very kind and gave me direction. I followed their direction and we, and I moved along. And I eventually found the entrance that I was looking, I was supposed to, you know, going towards and uh you know within no time i had asked to be used or i asked they asked me to use hand sanitizer i cleaned cleaned my hands i had a mask with me i was able to get in they popped me like the the woman at the basically makeshift registration got me through very quickly i stood in an, a separate room waited for a nurse to come over and grab me, walked into a sectioned off room. Um, basically, like, the whole thing is very makeshift, but it seems, but it's completely clean. It looks more or less like rooms, like, it didn't feel, like, sketchy or, you know, the whole, the whole process was very quick. Um, by the time that I got in, she uh, checked my blood pressure and then checked my temperature and unbeknownst to me didn't know um she told me that I actually had a fever and I was surprised and prior to her even telling me this I did explain to her because I think she did ask me I think it was before you know her checking my temperature she did ask me why I was there so I explained to her I'm like look this is what I think it is Again, I'm not a doctor, I don't know, but I think it's an ear infection that's probably irritating my throat and is irritating kind of everything else. Um, I couldn't actually go in to see my doctor, but I spoke with my doctor and he recommended that I come here and get tested. So here we are, I'm getting tested. Um, and she checked my temperature, again, unbeknownst to me. I felt a little bit of pressure above my right eye which is again makes sense to the right ear that is in pain um on at that point while I was there and a little bit on my like I noticed it kind of stirring on my way there but again I didn't really think anything of it uh, but the fever made sense I guess in correlation to a little bit of a headache um and then I gave her a couple more of my symptoms. Like I mentioned to her that I've been dizzy the last couple of days and that I've been lightheaded and that I've just been feeling a little bit weak. And um, besides the earache, I just noticed the swelling and, you know, and that was about it. And I feel f besides all that, which I guess maybe is alarming, besides all that, I feel fairly fine. I went on a uh 25 and a half kilometer bike ride on sunday i would have gone yesterday but it was raining and the weather was absolute garbage i was planning on going today as well um but my doctor asked me to um basically stay home after the hospital visit for the next 48 hours so i'm gonna be sitting at home for the next two days so no more bike ride for me it's gonna be a lot of push-ups uh and maybe some crunches that's we're, we're getting to that topic I swear we we are we're gonna get there um but I got in the woman checked my blood pressure took my temperature and then explained to me what the test was basically what they were going to do and she was going to take the swab and uh basically put it into one nostril spin it take it out and then also put it into the other nostril and do the exact same thing um it wasn't 
painful or at least as painful as you think it's going to be it wasn't that painful it definitely was irritating and it definitely like i don't know if it's just because maybe um whatever's going on with my sinuses from what i'm gathering maybe that's why it hurt a little bit more um or at least it felt quite sensitive or maybe it's just because those nerves and the tissue up there is very soft but obviously once she got the the swab like right up there it definitely hurt a little bit and it was definitely uncomfortable it you know i did let out a groan when she did it in both nostrils just because it you know it just releases that kind of an, you know annoyance and tension and it lets you know lets that anger and the pain out just a little bit um but it was very quick she was very professional she gave me a moment when she did after doing the first nostril she's like she gave me a moment to kind of gather myself and then she you know gave me again gave me a moment and then placed it into the other nostril and was very quick about it very efficient very polite and kind and then she explained to me what was going to happen next as far as the, the upcoming up cup that that i can't english anymore the following days that i was going to get a phone call and that um my doctor also explained to me that he was also going to get the results and he was going to call me as well so we're gonna see i don't know what's going on um i'm a little bit it, it all seems a little bit nerve-wracking i feel like in you know if if i wanted to just explain my personal opinion well i am going to explain my personal opinion if this was outside of the realm that we're in right now as far as pandemics go and the pandemic is happening um i feel that even what my doctor said to me earlier that they don't generally even give antibiotics for ear infections because usually ear infections just go away on their own um so he's not usually one to prescribe antibiotics for ear infections so even with that just being said i was much relieved to hear that i assumed that okay well you know worst case it's it's an ear infection and maybe it's irritating my sinuses a little bit and everything's gonna be okay i just need to kind of wait it out um and it kind of confirmed all my like feelings about you know i'm just kind of overreacting about this but of course with the fact that it it's protecting everybody else and i'm totally aware of that and i i'm not sitting here saying that you know this took so many hours out of my day and it was such an inconvenience and that i was forced into doing no nobody did that nobody forced me to do shit i just decided to you know do the responsible thing and just go and find out you know am i am i sick or am i not with something more serious and honestly just for peace of mind at this point because so many people like it got brought up so much this morning um during that video call that honestly at this point like i want to even just bring peace uh, like peace of mind to my doctor to know that no this isn't covid that it's probably just an ear infection and that everything's gonna be okay um, the nurse did recommend that I did that when I got home that I take a Tylenol, which was the complete opposite of what my doctor said. So just that, you know, just with this morning's experience, as far as the conflicting conversations and the conflicting information, 
it, it's it, it kind of just makes you like want to rub your temples just a little bit and be like okay well clearly still even now nobody really knows how to deal with this thing that everybody's going on with but that being said I came home I did take an extra strength ty a Tylenol to kill off whatever fever I have and I feel fine I feel honestly I feel totally fine um I'm not feeling dizzy today. I, I was feeling a little bit lightheaded this morning, but I also didn't sleep last night because of my psychotic neighbors and just because I was a little bit paranoid and I was overthinking the situation. So, of course, I didn't sleep last night. Um, but uh, I was just feeling a little bit tired this morning and a little bit, you know, sleep deprived so as far as feeling you know just off I think that just has to do with that um uh, but overall like coming home and being home I just ate I feel fine I don't feel like that little tiny nagging headache or that like pain that I had above my right eye is gone I feel fine um again on to my third cup of coffee today and you know coffee solves everything I'm just gonna keep drinking coffee and it's gonna solve all my problems mm. So enough about this pandemic talk. I'm over talking about it. I'm over hearing about it. I've stopped listening to news if I really don't have to. I tend to, I mean, I follow a lot of um, like newsy profiles, Instagram profiles. So I do get alerts and I get a lot of information coming through Instagram whether I like it or not it ends up popping up on my feed one way or another. So I end up getting updates and I also get updates from my mom because... I also get updates from her and just random people will send me art like my friends will send me articles and whatever so I get updates but I honestly just found that the one thing that has helped me to feel more sane and just kind of help me get through this mentally and emotionally and just you know get back to some sort of normal living day to day it requires me to just stop listening to the news as much as I possibly can because it doesn't feel like it's really solving anything just listening about the same thing over and over again so um even just listening to pod other podcasts and videos and still hearing people talk about it is exhausting so i'm gonna stop talking about it now and i'm gonna start talking about you know what i've been doing to get back into shape slash you know just stay active and staying you know again a part of that that piece of the puzzle of start of staying sane has been staying active and uh i think this is the reason i wanted to talk about some of this stuff and i'll tie into i i hope i can do a great i can explain my thoughts in how this all ties together whether when it comes to bikinis and my health and my body all together so here goes nothing i'm going to try my best last year which talking about last year and what i went through um with my health and diagnosis and all the doctor's visits and the visits and the hospital visits and everything that happened last year, I have touched about it here and there on social media, but I haven't really sat down and explained what I was diagnosed with. And honestly, for a really long time, even last year, I couldn't really come to terms with it. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I just, I couldn't, how do I explain it? I really couldn't come to terms with it. I couldn't, my brain just wasn't processing the fact that, oh, this is the, I think it technically falls under a disorder. 
Um, and no, it wasn't COVID. No, it wasn't a serious viral infection or anything like that. It has to do with my ovaries. So, you know, I figured I would have a whole separate video talking about this because I think that it's an important conversation. It took me months and it took me up until this point now, you know, as much time as we've had off, which has been you know, a positive and like there's been positive positives and negatives to all of this experience for me to finally have all this time off. Um, I look at it as, to some extent. It's been quite a big positive for me because I finally have caught up on the sleep that I desperately needed for a really long time. Yes, in the beginning, it was very difficult on my stress and my anxiety, like in at the beginning of March. But moving forward, I spent more time reflecting on, you know, my past in regards to last year, my health, my my last relationship and everything. It's given me a lot of time to reflect on a lot of things that I went through last year. And with that being said, I feel like it's done wonders for me to actually sit down and kind of sit with and think about what I went through last year and I don't throw this word around lightly I don't like I don't want this word to ever become like overused the way triggered has become overused um and I feel like it ha it holds a lot of weight that's why I don't to like to use it that often um but the word is traumatized and I definitely found that a lot of the things that I went through last year with all the doctor's visits and basically having a bunch of different people poke and prod at me you know time it like every other week was traumatizing and it was exhausting and it was so it took a serious toll on my mental health and right at the beginning of all of this and trying to figure out what was going on with me um that was a big part where there was a lot of stress about it because you know, at one point there was talks about surgery and the second the conversation about surgery came out, came up, I decided that I needed to sit down and, and seriously consider that I wasn't going to do any races last year. And for me, racing plays an important part into my drive of working out and staying healthy and being motivated to train and work out. Um, racing has saved me running Spartan races and other kinds of races as well has saved me in a lot of different ways over the last couple of years it's, it's helped me learn about who I am as a person how strong I am mentally and physically and what my body is really capable of when I'm in shape and out of shape because I've ran a couple of Spartan races in absolute garbage shape and to know that I can still do them and be out of shape is kind of you know a pat on my own back uh, I'm not proud of it but you know here we are um but for me overall being quite mo like racing and signing up for Spartan races specifically has created a very positive um a positive space and, and a positive excuse for me to obsess and focus on something that has a positive response overall throughout my life. It's a positive obsession for me to be able to plan and travel and see the world, meet new people, and to focus on eating healthy and working out regularly and pushing myself harder than, you know, maybe than average and being able to get myself in the best physical shape that I can to complete the racers 
faster than I had before. And for me, at the end of the day, from years ago to present time, my motto, my motto through and through, and, and the way I look at my health in regards to my body and my weight has never been, has never stemmed from a place of I want to get skinny. Maybe it did when I was younger, when I was a teenager, and I, I didn't quite understand, you know, all the layers of, of you know, just body image and, and the way I related to it. Um, but for me, it's, I can, at least I can say now and in the last, you know, five to six years, I've never looked at myself and thought that, oh, I need to lose weight because I need to be skinny. For me, it's always stemmed, maybe I've said, oh, I feel fat, and nine times out of ten when I'm saying that, I f it's me expressing that I feel bloated. And, in, you know, I think maybe lately I've maybe mentioned that I want to lose weight, but in regards to being lighter so I can run further distances and it the less weight that you physically have carrying on you as far as fat goes, obviously the lighter you are, the further it's, it's going to be a lot easier to run a further distance, distance because you're just carrying a lot less weight on you. Um, so... Back to what I'm trying to say is more or less my relation to weight and losing weight has always stemmed in the mentality of being faster and stronger than I was the day before. I want to be able to build up my cardio so I can run longer, so I can, you know, last running a longer distance. I want to be stronger so I can be able to lift myself over a wall so I can lift and carry heavy things at work so I don't need to rely on somebody else to help me. I always try and be as self-sufficient as possible when it comes to being able to accomplish things physically in like physically in life and then also just in day-to-day -day life as well. So for me, it's very important that that's where my perspective and my internal conversation stems from that it doesn't stem from a place of any sort of unhealthy perspective on my body physically and in regards to unhealthy habits or any sort of any sort of like eating disorders or any of that so I don't want anybody to be concerned as far as you know talking me talking about focusing on losing weight or working out or getting back to a healthy place. Honestly, if we're all being honest here, which I always try to be, and at the end of the day, I'm always an open book because I don't like to pretend to be anybody else. I don't need to be, I don't need to pretend to be anybody else. I am who I am and I'm an incredible person, you know. It's hard for me to admit that and compliment myself, let alone take compliments from other people, So, but I realized this year I need to love myself more and, you know, compliment myself more and accept compliments because, you know, it's a lot better to live in a positive mindset than it is to, you know, shut that shit down all the time. It's just exhausting. So as uncomfortable as compliments make me, I'm just trying my best to learn to take them. But I am an incredible person with ambition and goals and I want to do things in life. I want to accomplish things in life. So I realized that after last year and after not working out realistically I may have gone to the gym a couple of times I did end up running the 10k last year in May like I do every year except for this year um I besides that 10k I I did struggle during that race but I got it done thankfully um 
Besides that, I didn't do any race. I worked out here and there, but it was always a struggle because I was always in pain. I was always I was always tired and I was always stressed out, whether it was in regards to everything that was going on with my health or everything in regards to my relationship at the time. Everything just last year was really stre like stressful, chaotic, and unstable. Let's just leave it at that. It was just chaos last year. So to finally step out of it and coming into 2020, I realized that I had gained a lot of weight. Um, the last time I weighed myself at the beginning of the year, no, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, let me rephrase that. When I weighed myself at the beginning of the year, my heaviest that I weighed was 158 pounds. So as far as the feedback that I've gotten from people in general, from my friends, um, looking at me, I don't think anyone would look at me and say that there's anything as far as like weight or health. There's really nothing wrong with me. I don't necessarily present as somebody that's overweight. Even when I gain a little bit more weight, I tend to carry it and hide it fairly well because I'm five foot eight. I have a bigger bottom. I have a big butt and I have thicker legs in general. I always have had a little bit thicker legs in general. Um, but I generally tend to carry my extra weight fairly well and it kind of hides amongst my butt, my hips, and my legs. Um, this was the first time after last year that I realized I was starting to gain quite a bit of weight in my gut area and that I had a lot of extra fat and rolls. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not beating myself about beating myself up about it I'm just being very real here with you all because I think that there's a lot of conversations especially lately about body image and um celebrating weight loss and celebrating you know bodies and this I'm I'm not speaking for anybody else here I just am going to share my experience with my own body and my own health through and through so for anybody who's you know concerned that you know I'm, I, look, I'm not looking to offend anybody here. I'm just sharing my experience with my body with you all. And whatever you want to do with it, you know, take it or leave it. But I personally noticed that I had gained quite a bit of fat around my stomach, that I had rolls in the way and, like, fat in a way that I've never had before. And in general, I noticed that my clothes were getting a lot tighter. Um, and that by the end of last year, I really didn't feel good. I felt heavy. I constantly felt bloated in regards to not only medically what I was going through, but I think a lot to also probably with all the weight gain and the stress and anxiety and the drinking and the eating and the, you know, overeating, all of that also played a part. So overall, I just felt slow. I felt heavy. I felt bloated. I just didn't feel good. I didn't like straight up just didn't feel good. And it took me, again, not until this year to really sit down with myself and reflect and try and understand, you know, what I went through last year and in relation to how I felt about it. I realized that last year and even at the beginning of this year and even now I catch myself having this conversation, this, this internal conversation where if there's any sort of a problem or unhealthy conversation... It's, it lays in the fact that I put so much pressure on myself. 
I follow a lot of people like Joe DeSena, who is the owner and creator of Spartan Racing. I follow people like Jocko Willing. I follow a lot of very tough-minded people who are incredibly strong, who fight through everything, who feel that excuses are no place, uh, there, there should be no excuses, that, you know, they breed unhealthy habits and are a weakness, and I fully agree with a lot of the, I fully agree with a lot of that mentality, and that's why I follow them, because I like that hardcore, tough mentality, especially over the last couple of years. The one thing that it boils down to when it comes to Spartan racing is that I realize that I am one tough motherfucker, that I can go through a lot physically and mentally and whatever the situation is, I am going to, if I have to crawl out of a situation, I will crawl through that situation and I will get out of it and I will be okay at the end of the day. That bruises and cuts and scratches and all that heals and it goes away. The pain is temporary and I, through and through, will tell myself, and I'll even say that out loud, and I have in the past, in the middle of a race, where if I'm in pain, if it's really fucking hot, or it's cold, or I'm in pain, or I've cut myself, or, you know, I slammed into an obstacle real fucking hard, I'll just- I will say to myself that the pain is temporary, and it's gonna be over soon, so you just have to get through it, and you suck it up. And that's- it's a very tough mentality, and it's very hard on myself, and it was very- but I like it. I like that kind of mentality. Like for years, I've wanted to join the mentality because I've the, the nope that was in English. I've wanted to join the military because I love that super intense mentality and living in a very intense situation like that has been always incredibly appealing to me. Um, so just to give you guys some insight on kind of what my internal conversation is. That's, you know, getting up earlier in the morning to go to the gym before work. That was what I, I was struggling to come to terms with it last year that getting up earlier in the morning to go to the gym before work wasn't going to happen because I was already barely sleeping because of all the stress that I was dealing with, because I was in pain constantly and because and not to say that I'm not in pain now I mean I am I've just found better ways to deal with it and things that I can take that help with it and help me manage it a lot better um but the reality was that last year I was in such a low place in my life and I was falling apart and I had no real help and I I was falling apart just flat out was falling apart and the reality was was that I wasn't going to be put back together anytime soon and to then have a battle internally about get up you lazy motherfucker you need to go to the gym you're gaining weight you're getting fat your cardio is going downhill you're becoming less and less in shape than you were a year prior and a year before that and you're supposed to start racing again next year and how are you going to get into racing next year if you're you know if you're overweight if you're you're losing you know all your cardio and, and that was and then that was becoming overwhelming and all-consuming and to constantly kind of be battling against myself where it's just like to some extent there were valid excuses you know going to the gym at the ass crack of dawn when I'm barely getting any sleep, I'm not eating very well, I'm not sleeping, I'm not getting rest, I'm stressed out, and all of these other things are going on, just wasn't going to breed a healthy habit if I just forced myself to go to the gym 
again at the ass crack of dawn it wasn't going to change anything if only thing it was if only it was if only anything it was going to make me more tired more miserable and probably get me more sick than i was already you know where i already was so coming out of all of that again and going into this year i had to do a real hard reset and with this time off it's actually given me the opportunity to finally forgive myself for all the shit that happened last year and forgive myself in regards to letting go of my failures or the things that i saw as serious failures in regard failures as as far as in regards to my health and staying in shape and getting in shape and just trying to progress in a, a in a more healthier lifestyle like it just wasn't going to happen for me last year and you know i had to forgive myself for that and i had to understand that it was going to be hard starting all over again and it always is i am the first to admit it starting from ground zero and realizing that you have to start from ground zero is a very big pill to swallow and it's very difficult to get over um but at the end of the day when you make that peace with yourself and just let it go let go of beating yourself up let go of all the excuses let go of all the tears and let go of all the like shame and everything else in between you can start fresh you can start you know you can just get up in the morning and start that next day um but you do have to at some point just start because if you just keep saying oh the next day like 101 of those memes where you say oh well you know tomorrow is going to be the day that i start my diet and then you know there's the other and then the next two lines are well you know pulling out the pizza and pulling out the wine um but actually starting and understanding where you're at and how you can progress in a hate and a healthy with a healthy mentality and in a healthy way. So this at this point, um, at the beginning of the quarantine, I was working out. I was doing a bunch of the like, you know, funny home workouts and I follow a lot of great people on Instagram that post a lot of great workouts whether they are at the gym or at home oh excuse me I don't know why I'm burping up a storm maybe I'm just inhaling too much air because I'm talking too much but you know that is the nature of this video and the podcast though bear with me um I realized that I got real bored of a lot of those workouts and as much as they're fun and as much as, you know, you can make 101 variations on one workout, at the end of the day, it just, they were so, they're so boring to me. I only have two 10 pound plates in my house and that's it. So, you know, I do use them from time to time, but honestly, the one thing that I realized that has helped me to kind of, again, reset and has made me feel accomplished and positive has been first and foremost riding my bike which ironically at the beginning of this year i was really upset with myself because i had barely ridden the damn thing i had spent so much money on it and again it was all based in the mentality that i was going to do an iron man and i just at this point i think this year that's out the window not only because everything's shut down but at the same time i am just not 
in shape to do one um and i don't think i will have access to the right equipment to be in shape and be ready to do even a half iron man um which i think was going to end up being the main goal for this year but i think i'm just going to maybe let that go this year and you know push that on to next year um but I was really beating myself about the fact that I'd spent all this money on a bike and I barely had used it. And, you know, two months later, uh, I was, I've gotten more use out of it than, you know, I had, I have in months of owning it. So this bike that I have in the room with me on the other side of the room has been my saving grace. I love my bike, um, especially since I've gotten a much better seat for it and I've got some pretty decent bike shorts from Amazon. They've definitely changed the riding, exper the riding experience. It's been a lot of fun even though, and here we, here we get into the rage part of this conversation, um, riding my bike has caused a lot of rage for me and I realized that has to do with a lot of the fact that there's so many more people out on the paths there's just people walking everywhere people disregarding the bike lanes and just kind of walking wherever they want and I've nearly ran over so many people that it's so stressful and it's so just frustrating because I don't want to get hurt I don't want to hurt somebody and I also don't want to bust my expensive ass bike so there's that so riding my bike has definitely given me the boost of confidence in my cardio that running simply ha just wasn't because at the beginning of all this I definitely did try and start getting out there and running but then I quickly quickly realized that my cardio is just not strong enough and it was again I had to come to terms with it and I had to forgive myself for it and just move on and you know find a different way that I could build up my cardio but I realized that it I used to be able to run 10k with no problem I used to be able to run 5k no problem I could sprint 5k and it wasn't an issue um as I learned uh at the beginning of this quarantine when I started to run that running five kilometers is incredibly difficult for me now and it, it was another very big pill to swallow but at the end of the day I realized that I'm going to stop beating myself up about this and then I'm just going to find other ways to work on my cardio and then I turned to my bike and I turned to my bike I invested a little bit more money into it as far as getting a better seat and getting better shorts and here we are weeks later basically months later and i have been so happy to now own this bike and be able to build up my cardio while riding this bike it's so much easier it takes so much pressure off all my joints you know when i come home i am drenched in sweat i feel like i've gotten a good workout my legs are super tense they're finally building up muscle in the way that i like them to look and overall it's definitely helped me to get a visibly noticeable difference in my weight now i don't own a scale and in regards to that i don't own a scale the reason i don't own a scale is not for any you know deeper underlying issues it's not because that you know i i have an issue with having a scale or i obsess over it like i have an, a bad obsession with it the reality is is that i've had a gym membership for years and they've always had a scale there so i've just always used it um and i just don't 
I don't know. I've never found a reason to need a scale in my house. But only until, like, obviously the last couple of weeks that I seriously have considered on going onto Amazon and buying a scale. Just because now, at this point, I'm just curious to see how much weight I've actually lost. Um, but aside from the cardio, I have stuck to, as my um, brother from another mother, John, brother from another mother, John would say I've just stuck to my prison workouts which essentially is just straight up push-ups and crunches and that has worked out perfectly for me because now putting on my clothes for me getting on the scale and I've had this conversation I think I've mentioned this in videos in the past where getting on a scale and seeing my weight as a number really I learned a long time ago that it really doesn't necessarily tell me everything and when I start working out consistently and eating well and start losing the fat in my body that that number can be kind of convoluted a little that I don't know if convolutes the right word but it can kind of just you know not necessarily represent what stereotypically you would think um it took me years, it was years ago that it it took somebody explaining to me the, the reason that the number on the scale was going up when I was working out really intensely and eating really well wasn't because I was gaining bad weight, but because muscle weighs more than fat and I'm gaining a lot of muscle. And yes, it did take somebody explaining that to me because I had no idea. No one had ever taught me that. And I think maybe, of course, in high school at some point they explained it to you, but the reality was I wasn't remembering that at that point. Um... But for me, what I get, rather than look, rather than getting on a scale and looking at that number, I get more out of looking in the mirror and looking at my body and seeing how my body actually looks along with my workouts and w doing certain activities. Like, am I going in relation to now, like, how are my bike rides? Am I going faster than I was before am I able to go a longer distance how do I feel throughout the workout or how do I feel throughout the bike ride I always do like mental kind of check-ins with myself and I I kind of check from like head to toe how do I feel how do I feel my breathe my breathing's a disaster I think that's where most of my problem lies is the fact that I forget that I need to breathe sometimes while riding or running so I need to I know that first and foremost I need to work on my breathing before I work on anything else but I do these mental kind of check-ins and you know prior to again all of this when I was going to the gym since the beginning of this year I noticed that you know the way I noticed that I'm progressing in a positive way is you know it, it, am I able to lift more weights over the next couple of weeks I set you know I work with a certain amount of weights and then that becomes easier over a period of time and then at what point can I move up in weight and being able to you know that is that tells me paying attention to those things tells me so much more about where my body is with health and you know and and just in general and strength than getting on a scale that number doesn't always necessarily tell me everything I need to know that everything that I need to know so um so for me I couldn't tell you at this point how much I weigh because honestly I have no idea I really don't um but being able to put on my jeans and realizing that they're a lot looser than they were months ago let alone last year they actually are so much looser at this point and putting on my long sleeve shirts noticing that they're much tighter in the arms again tells me everything about how my body is reacting to the effort that I'm putting in to workouts so 
I feel good. I feel strong again. I feel like I'm already lighter, a lot lighter than I was to be, you know, at the beginning of this year. I'm really happy that I'm getting the positive, excuse me, I don't know why I keep burping so much. I apologize. Um, I genuinely feel happy about the, the, the fact that I'm able to, you know, go for long bike rides that besides this like weird ear problem that I'm having and the slight dizziness that I've had over the last couple of days. Overall, I've been feeling really good lately. I feel stronger. I feel fast on my bike and I just, I just feel good. And I finally am happy to actually say that out loud because I haven't been able to say that out loud for a really long time. I haven't actually just felt good in a really long time. So to, fi to finally be able to sit here and say it, I feel great. And I'm happy to finally get to that point right now in my life so beyond that back to the bike rage um if i could throw out a psa to anybody on walking along the bike paths and moving along the like like the lakeshore or the lakefront paths for those of you who are trying to social distance from all the other people that are outside at the end of the day look all this stems from the understanding and the reality is is that everybody's outside for the same reasons that I am. Everybody's sick and tired of being stuck at home and doing nothing and everybody, a lot of people are trying to stay active and get in shape and this, that, and the other thing. So I'm not upset at any of the runners or other, for the most part, other cyclists or people rollerblading. That isn't the issue. My issue lies with the fact that people have become still, or I guess are still, so unaware of the fact and not self-aware of the fact that you cannot just stop in the middle of a pathway or sidewalk where there are hundreds of other people not only walking around but riding their bikes running and rollerblading specifically to mention yes i'm going to bring up one specific story from sunday um, this past weekend, it was so amazing. The city closed down a part of Lakeshore and gave people an opportunity to be able to run, cycle, rollerblade, and whatever else along the actual roadway. And it opened up so much more space. There were, I could easily say, I would assume I could say that there were thousands of people easily going up and down the road there were so many people out riding their bikes and every everybody was like zooming past each other there wasn't like any intense like close mingling going on or anything like that but there were a lot of people out on their bikes and rollerblades and you know parents out with their kids and you know all that and I did notice there was so much more traffic along the bike paths. Now, for those of you who don't live in Toronto or don't know or, you know, just don't live in the city or don't live in the country or whatever, um, there are bike paths that go all the way from the east end that go, you know, outside of Toronto to, you know, all the way east, all the way to the west end as to as far as from what I've, you know, had explained to me, they go all the way to basically Niagara Falls. So you can follow pathways along the lakefront all the way from east to west. Um, with that being said, they are pathways that go through neighborhoods, they go through a part of the city, depending again which way you're going, and they, especially right now, are incredibly busy because so many more people are out. And again, other cyclists, fine, you know, whatever it is what it is, people, again, stopping in the middle of the bike path isn't 
you know, ideal, but you can just get around them. It's more people who are on their two feet, either walking or running. I had a woman, I, so I went out on Sunday, had a blast. I was finally able to kick my bike into high speed and see how fast this thing could actually go. Um, and by that point, I started heading home. I was going back west. And there are bridges that you go over. Again, you go through, like, multiple neighborhoods. This path will lead you, again, all over the, kind of, all over through a bunch of neighborhoods and stuff. There are two bridges that you go over. There is the Humber Bay Bridge. As I think that's what it's called. It's a giant bridge. A lot of people go and take photos. It's the big white bridge. You can see it from the highway and it's always busy but people are quite self-aware on that bridge because they i think a lot of people do recognize that it's it, it just it's it's a busy place there's a lot of people on bikes taking photos this and the other thing but there's a secondary bridge going west that is much smaller it is like a two-lane kind of deal so Getting on and off that smaller bridge, also, there are some serious bumps and ditches coming on and off that bridge. At this point, I was approaching the bridge and I noticed that there was a woman running in front of me, so I slowed down to a crawl, basically. And I also, you know, approaching the bridge, I don't want to A, go flying off this bike, A, or B, break my, you know, my vajay or bust my bike in any way, you know, hitting a bump just a little too bloody hard. Um, so I slowed down quite a bit to get onto the bridge, and then I also noticed there was a couple walking to the right of me. Beyond that, the bridge was empty. It was just basically, like, the three, like, the two cup, like, the couple of two, the runner and me. We were both approaching to the end of the bridge. I noticed that the runner was kind of starting to gear towards the left so i figured oh okay no problem i'm gonna be able to kind of fly past her and you know sneak past and go right because i had to go right anyways and i think that the couple kind of recognized that as well and i do have i did end up purchasing a bell for my bike because i had i i don't know why people seem to just choose to either like walk on the bike paths or just choose to be oblivious but I have nearly run over so many people that I figured, okay, for safety reasons, I'm going to get a bell. But in this moment, I was going so slow that both hands were gripping the handles of my bike to stay steady and to stay upright on the bike that, you know, being able to last second grab at the bell wasn't kind of an option. More or less, as we're all approaching the very end of this bridge, the runner just comes to a dead stop right in front of me and I kind of freak out in that moment and I did have headphones in so I didn't quite hear what she said but I think after you know passing her I think she did I did hear oh my god I'm sorry but she came to just a dead stop and again I was barely going fast at all I was barely moving at this point and the reason I freaked out and kind of panicked in that moment was because I was, again, almost at a complete dead stop. And I was either going to fall off my bike and 
fall on top of her or I was going to fall onto the couple. And luckily, I think the couple kind of just saw all this coming and they kind of just stepped aside and stepped out of the way. Um, but I kind of panicked and tried to reach for my bell. And then she, I think I like kind of freaked out and said, you know, oh my God, please move. And then as I kind of, and then as she kind of, I think realized that there was a person on a bike behind her, she like quickly moved out of the way. And then the second she moved out of the way and I saw that I had a very clear path, I just started pedaling as fast as I could just so I could get out of the way and not fall or hit anybody. And, uh, I just kind of flew out of there and I, I think I just blurred out like Jesus Christ because I was just like so frantic about not falling off of my bike and hitting anybody. So again, please, for anybody walking on the bike paths, be fully aware that, you know, I, from what my watch tells me, and I don't think that even that's 100% accurate, I'm clocking in at like 19 kilometers an hour at like my fastest points and you're basically relying on the on the hope and the prayer that whoever is on those bike paths has solid brakes or has brakes at all and that they're going to be able to stop before you end up becoming the brake um so just please anyone who's listening if anyone is listening please just be aware and be careful because you know, just, just, just please be careful, <laughs> please, because I don't want to hurt anybody, I genuinely do not want to hurt anybody, and I always do my best to, just like driving, pay attention to everything that's going on around me, and be, like, self-aware enough to, like, it, see if somebody's being kind of, you know, the deer running across the road, that I'm going to, I can account for that and slow down. And there were, that wasn't the first time that even happened during the bike ride. That was like the second or third time at that point. So that more or less, that's my rant. I'm going to move on because I think everybody, you know, gets the gist of my, where my rage is coming from. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee, 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 you know, give me a second. So besides all that, I've been really enjoying bike riding. I think I'm just going to. I'm just going to have to really get used to waking up early, A, as I should anyways, just in case, you know, we ever go back to work. Um, and uh, just because there's a lot less people on the back, uh, the, the bike paths, there's a lot of runners out really early in the morning, but there's a lot less cyclists, as I've noticed. I went out one morning, I think it was last week, where I went out at like six o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning and there were there was barely anybody out it was also freezing and I came home frozen like an ice cube and it took me like two hours of just like throwing on layers and defrosting curled up in bed um but yeah I think that's just more or less the problem is that I just need to start going out earlier in the morning or going out late at night which is also an option I'm considering I just need to get better lights um so moving on from my rant about cycling, the other thing I really wanted to talk about in this podcast about was the upcoming video that I have planned and doing. And what I wanted to tackle in this next video was a haul video. And I purchased last, this past weekend, I ended up going online and purchasing a bunch of bikinis from Zoffel. Now I thought about putting like 
this kind of conversation part into the video but I realized that obviously anytime I have a lot of thoughts about a topic um, when it comes to clothing or whatever prior to the actual review or haul itself it ends up making my videos a lot longer and people don't necessarily want to sit and listen to me talk so I figured that I would get my thoughts and feelings out in this podcast rather than throwing it all into the haul video. So I think I might touch on it and refer back to this podcast. So if you all are here because you watch the haul video, hello, welcome, and welcome to the bikini part of this rant slash podcast. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on this topic and again these are reflections of my own self my own body my own life my own lifestyle this isn't meant to dictate to anybody else how they should feel or how they live their lives um i personally i realized after last year and realizing again how much weight i had gained and how i i had gone bikini shopping at one point last year and i realized that for the first time in my entire life i was shopping for bathing suits to hide my body rather than show off my body and i've always felt quite comfortable in my own skin in regards to i mean look i have insecurities just like anybody else flat out i i, I don't pretend to be some perfect you know, person. I have insecurities. I have flaws, you know, just like anybody else. But in regards to, you know, when I'm getting ready, once I have my hair done and my makeup done, or once I have an outfit on and I feel good and I like acknowledge that looking that in, like looking in the mirror and acknowledge it. By the time I'm making my way out the door, I've already forgotten about all that stuff and I'm already thinking about- I'm in- I'm on another planet. Like, I'm already thinking about a million and a, like, one other thing. So, as far as in regards to, like, my self-image or body image, I've always- for the most part, I've never really had an issue throwing on a bikini and just kind of going about my life. Um, Last year was the first time that I realized that when I went bathing suit shopping and bikini shopping that I was having trouble fitting into the sizes that I normally would fit in and I am the first to have no problems going up in a size. I, I'm not like ride or die. Like if I don't fit into a small, my life is over. If I don't fit into a medium, my life is over. Like, you know, putting on a large is the end of the world. Like I, that's not where I've never been that person. If a medium does not fit and I like something enough and it, you know, if, 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 if the whole debate of whether or not it's going to fit is based off of just going up a size, bitch, I will go up a size and I will find, I will buy the thing that fits rather than what is on a label that no one else is going to see. Nobody is seeing those labels except for me <laughs> and the person maybe at the cash ringing the clothing through. So as far as, you know, in regards to going up a size, that was not the issue, but just kind of recognizing the fact that my body was changing so much faster or had changed so quickly in a way that I wasn't prepared for it really the way it reflected it, my, in the choices that I was making and what I was wearing and the things that and the kind of bikinis I was shopping for was very much reflecting how insecure and uncomfortable I was feeling in my body and 
for me, bikinis have always been a place of comfort. I've never really had any sort of serious, uncomfortable feelings towards wearing bikinis. I've always felt very comfortable and I've always felt very sexy and, and comfortable showing off my skin. I've honestly just never really had some deep-seated issues with throwing out a bikini and I don't think that... I don't think anybody should. I think you should wear whatever you want and whatever you feel comfortable in and whatever makes you feel good, just wear it. And and at the point that I'm at in my life at this point, I realize that I am sick and tired of buying bikinis that have a lot of fabric. And what I mean by that is the fact that I realize that my bikinis and my bikini bottoms, like standard bikini bottoms are just too much fabric for, they're, they're like too much fabric and yet not enough fabric to handle my butt <laughs> like at the end of the day there is too much fabric going on with bikini bottoms where they're trying to cover my butt but what ends up happening is that my butt ends up just eating that fabric and I then just have to spend the time digging it out so what I realized over the last couple of years is that especially this year I don't care I'm not buying any more boring ass bikinis I am buying bikinis that make me feel good about myself are a higher cut and are more of a thong style bikini because that is going to a be so much more comfortable for me and they make my body look a lot more flattering a higher cut you know hugs the curves that I want to you know that should no no I shouldn't say that I don't want to say that a higher cut is more flattering it elongates the legs it sits on my hips in a place where it's more flattering it doesn't cut me off in a weird way in a weird spot it doesn't create like weird a weird bumpy illusion and for anybody who's seen like the standard bikini for like decades now it's like the right across the like hips with you know the general to most butt coverage and just like the standard bikini bottoms I hate it. They don't fit me well. They don't make me feel comfortable. I feel like I'm being stuffed into it and yet my butt is eating it all. It's just, it's not a good time. So I realized that, you know, this year I feel better. I want more fun and colorful, colorful prints. I want brighter colors. I'm going to go through my collection of bikinis and either donate them, you know, hand them off to my sister because some of them I think will be small enough to fit her because she's quite petite. Um, and or I'm just gonna throw them out because I think it's time some of them are really old and I'm going to upgrade my collection of bikinis and have them reflect how I want my body to look so what I ended up doing with the reality I was facing with I, I, I was glad that I came to this conclusion and I was happy that I finally was feeling you know better about my appearance in general and that I feel better overall and that I am on a healthy route to becoming stronger and faster and with that having the side effect and with you know putting all that hard work in it's you know giving me the general physical like physical appearance that I also want as well um that I want to find bikinis that fit that and you know exude and help me portray all the feel-good emotions on the inside out outwards so I decided that I was going to start shopping for bikinis at this point um, because I also realized a lot of the bikinis and a lot of where I've been buying my clothes now for, I don't know, 10 years at least, at least, 
unfortunately was at forever 21 and for those of you who live under a rock forever 21 got shut down or at least it doesn't exist here in canada and it literally was the saddest news i it's well, no, it's not the saddest news, but it was some of the saddest news that I got last year. Um, considering that even currently a majority of my wardrobe is actually made up of Forever 21 clothing. And not even just clothing. I'm talking shoes. I'm talking accessories, handbags, sunglasses. I have so much Forever 21 crap that I'm going to continue to have because I generally I take pretty good care of my stuff and my clothing. And I get a lot of years out of a lot of my clothes. So... Aside from, like, the flimsy t-shirts, a lot of, like, the jackets and the shoes and the pants and the jeans, I'm, like, clinging that to hope that they'd never fall apart. Um, but along with all of that, I purchased, over the last couple of years, I've been purchasing my bikinis and my bathing suits from them as well. So the downside is, is that now that inexpensive place that I was buying my bikinis, because the reality was you could purchase a bikini from for from forever 21 for under 30 bucks easily sometimes under 20 depending on you know if you got the deal or the sale or whatever they had going on so overall there was always a possibility or a chance of, of finding inexpensive bikinis or bathing suits there so now that that was gone i have very limited options as far as to my knowledge on in regards to inexpensive bikinis there is another company and another store that i don't know if it's going to exist after all this. I know that they shut down a couple of locations last year. Um, and I don't know if, again, if they're going to exist after all of this. But there is a company called Ardennes or Ardennes. I've heard it pronounced as Ardennes recently, which, again, for years I've pronounced it as Ardennes. So we're just going to stick with that. But I think it's also, I'm pretty sure it's a Canadian company, but they, they're the same kind of concept as Forever 21, also kind of like Claire's, but a smaller scale than Forever 21, a little bit of a bigger scale than Claire's. They just carry a lot of inexpensive stuff and they do carry a lot of bikinis and bathing suits. And that is another place that I've purchased a lot of bathing suits and bikinis because honestly, first and foremost, they're very inexpensive. Secondly, they have a ton of colors and patterns, like fun colors and patterns that I really like haven't found anywhere else. I can't justify going into a bikini or bathing suit store, like specific store and spending $200 on one specific bathing suit. Like I, I just can't justify it. I just can't. It's I don't, A, I'm not like a professional swimmer, so it's not like I need a, a racing suit. I don't go on enough, I've never gone on like a beach resort to like Mexico or Dominican or whatever. I've never done a hot tropical vacation like that. Usually my bathing suits and bikinis fall into the more like everyday and casual lifestyle and what I mean by that is once the weather in Toronto starts migrating past like 25 degrees it starts to get so hot and humid in the city that I have no problem admitting this but I actually start to wear my bikinis under my clothing whether it's not necessarily every day um to like work and stuff though I do dump and forget about wearing regular bras and I just start wearing sports bras because it just I I work a fair well I used to work a fairly laborious job and I was running around constantly I was lifting things up so you know again sitting in a pool of sweat 
and like just sitting having that like bra absorb all that and just sitting in that for like nine hours out of the day is not fun so i just throw on a sports bra once it starts getting warmer but also some bikini tops do offer enough coverage and act and are designed very similarly similarly to uh bralettes and like bras that because i am not so large on top as far as my chest goes yes i am less with the uh, like with being able to get away with just very minimal to a no bra or minimal like bralette situation um so sometimes yes i've also worn depending on the style bikini tops underneath my clothing because if you haven't realized a lot of bikinis Yes, maybe from brand to brand, the quality of fabric does vary, but basically a lot of the fabric is spandex, polyester, and some sort of elastic mix, which essentially is very very similar to our workout wear, whether it's, you know, the leggings, the sportswear, or the tops. I'm sure Nike and Under Armour would beg to differ and argue with that statement, and I'm sure there's people that may, you know, argue with that as well totally valid you have that you know you can argue that as well but i i'm not interested in the argument um more or less i treat my bathing suits like bras and underwear during the summer time now before anybody gets anything twisted after every single use yes i clean my bathing suits just like you'd clean underwear don't get you know no dirty do no dirty thoughts don't get it twisted i you know my hygiene doesn't need to be questioned first and foremost but especially maybe not so much during the week while i'm working but especially on weekends when i wake up in the morning if it's really hot i'll throw on a bikini i don't care i'll walk around in a bikini around my my apartment because it's freaking hot why not um and then outside of that also on weekends usually what i like to do is just kind of grab a car throw on whatever and go for a hike or go for a drive and having that bathing suit underneath where if it does get really really hot i can just take my shirt off and nobody's going to be offended by a bikini top because as society is and as weird as we are about our rules of you know nudity and bodies and clothing we've made bathing suits acceptable so you know being able to have a bathing suit underneath my shirt is tends to be a lot more acceptable if you just take off a shirt during a hike or whatever and have that on in public rather than you know just have a bra on or whatever i think even people get some like you'll get some jarring looks even with like wearing a sports bra i think some people get confused even just seeing that i don't know why but you know society um so I, again, during the summertime when I'm going out, when I go out on these random adventures to have a bathing suit underneath, because if you find a place to swim or something, you already have it on. It's easier to get out of it. Like once you get in the car, it's easier to kind of slip a t-shirt on, take off the wet bathing suit, you know, lay a towel down, change out of it. It's easier to take it off than find a place to put it on. Um, so I, I personally like to just have it on already. And Again, they're just more comfortable, in my opinion, when it starts getting hot. The less clothes, the better, I like to say, and that's how I like to live my life. Just saying. Um, so, when it comes to bikinis and the summertime, for me, they serve multiple functions. Not just as, like, a vacation clothing piece, but honestly more of a day-to-day clothing item from, you know, as far as the top goes, at least. Um, so, I started poking around on the internet to try and find 
somewhere where I could buy inexpensive bathing suits. I did start at Abercrombie & Fitch. I did see that they do sell bathing suits. They tend to be, for a top and a bottom, it tends to be a little bit more still on the expensive side. Um, not to say that I won't purchase one in the future, but at least currently I... I don't know really what their like the fits and the styles are kind of like in person and they didn't really offer they weren't they're not really offering the colors or the patterns that I want nor are they really offering the style that I'm looking for so I decided to kind of click off of there and next I went to Fashion Nova um, and they definitely have an enormous selection of different colors, styles, super extra to just like very casual and simple. They have a lot of options. Here's the dilemma with Fashion Nova. And if any of you haven't watched any of my Fashion Nova hauls, it really is a very big gamble with Fashion Nova. It is a 50-50 risk. Half the time, yes, maybe something might work as far as you know fit and size and the way it's sewn and quality and then the other half of the time it's just not at all what you thought or the quality's not there or it's not sewn well or it just doesn't fit right so with fashion nova i just figured this time around it was too much of a gamble and on top of that they're not cheap like the bathing suits on fashion nova are not cheap so i figured you know what i'm gonna keep looking it, we're not at hot weather yet so and also I also wanted to I did want to factor in time like I I, I don't want to wait four months for my bathing suits to show up because at that point at least in Toronto the summer is over we have very very short summers here um depending if it's a rainy season some summers have been really cold like some summers we have a, a very late summer this year the weather is all over the place it within a week's time i went from getting a sunburn on a sunday to it freezing the next saturday so um yeah that's currently going on as far as weather wise in toronto here um so really there's no serious rush to get bathing suits but at the same time i kind of wanted to I, I my brain's in the summertime mode like my brain's just gripping on to whatever like positive fun colors and warmth that i can possibly get so i kept going after looking at forever fashion nova i decided you know what, i'm gonna kind of halt there and i'm gonna keep looking and i think it may have been Mia Maples, who is a YouTuber, and I believe she has mentioned it a couple times. She is Canadian. I don't know where she lives, nor do I need to know, because that would be weird, because uh, I don't know her. Uh, but I love her content. She's super PG, but really sweet. Seems like a very, like, a little bit younger. She's definitely younger than me, but seems like a really sweet person. And overall, I like her content. I like her haul videos. And I think I came across the fact that she had done a Zoffel haul and i decided to revisit i think years ago i had taken a look at what zoffel was and i think it was in it's like infancy when i was looking at it so it wasn't really interact like it, it wasn't really easy to get around the website and it kind of looked not so real it kind of was on the level of like wish and for those of you who don't know what wishes it is it's basically a, a marketplace setup as far as the website goes, but they sell very, very, 
very inexpensive items. Um, they steal a lot of photos from other websites and other content creators and try and sell products via the photos as if like this is what you're getting, but then you either don't get what you, you either don't get what you've ordered, you get something completely different, or you kind of get what you ordered, sort of. I don't know, depending on what kind of standards you have or, you know, comparison standards for Wish, it's it's not ideal. The reason I've not, to this date, done a Wish haul or any sort of Wish videos is because I just cannot justify in my brain, brain spending even $5 on stuff that I know is going to show up garbage. Like, it's crap quality. It isn't good quality. I don't want to wait six months for, you know, some stupid little thing that I could buy at the dollar store. Like, it just isn't worth it for me, not even for the video. Um, so I revisited Zoffel's website recently and I found usually, okay, this is the method to my madness when it comes to these kinds of website or online shopping in general. Usually what I personally like to do when it comes to online shopping is two things. I will, you know, go in with a mindset of, you know, what I'm looking for, whether it's tops or bottoms or bathing suits in this case. I'll go to the bathing suit category of the website and I will click through every single page and see all the options. What I do throughout that process of going through all the pages is I add, I added I add whatever basically bathing suits in this case that I found interesting or that I liked or I like the pattern of. I just basically click through everything, added everything to my cart, and then it gives me the opportunity afterwards, once I've gone through everything and I'm kind of happy with my choices, I go to my cart and then I kind of do an overview of what I have in my cart. That way, I kind of, you know, I satisfy that feeling of, of, of like, missing out on something or maybe I missed something or I didn't add what I wanted or maybe I, I should have clicked on that and I'm gonna think about it forever and until I go back and purchase it or whatever. It kind of satiates that like urge of like, oh no, did I miss out on something? So I can then sit down and review the cart and like in regards to maybe like the, the Abercrombie and Fitch video, I did the same thing with that haul, I went through a bunch of the sections of the website, I added a whole bunch of stuff to my cart, and then I take a look, you know, how many options, like, how many of the items that I clicked on work together, how many outfits can I get out of this clothing, um, how many, uh, maybe of the shirts are the same, or the colors or the patterns are the same, and in regards to the Zoffel haul that I did in this and shopping for these bikinis, I noticed that a lot of the bikinis that I ended up picking, there were like three bikinis in three different styles, but in the exact same pattern. So I ended up just picking one, like one, like favorite out of the three, or that I realized that, you know, there were some that were maybe more expensive than the others, or it gives you the opportunity to be able to kind of compare in regards to everything that you've clicked on. And it makes you, it helps you more or less just e more easily kind of decide and eliminate what you actually want want and what you don't want and it gives you a chance to kind of really think about exactly what you want that is my method to shopping online so that is what i did with the zoffel website i went into their bikini section 
And the one thing I do have to mention when it comes to website, whether it's like Zoffel or Fashion Nova, and even in some cases when it came to Forever 21, the problem is when it comes to online shopping and even some companies out there that have brick and mortar in stores is that you are stuck purchasing the bathing suit with the same size and top and bottom. And the part that irks me about that, and here comes the rant, is that the reality is, I, I, I can't speak for all women, but I think I can safely say for a lot of women out there, uh, we're not the same size top and bottom. Like for me, personally, I, nine times out of ten, I'm a size small on top and usually a medium on bottom. Even when I'm fluctuating in weight, usually it's a medium. But as we all know, I'm sure even for any of the gentlemen out there, if there are any listening at this point, everybody can relate to the fact that depending on the store, depending on the style, depending on the fabric, depending on where the brand and company is made or stems from, those are all factors into how something is going to fit. I have gone, uh, as far as my tops go, I've gone from anywhere from an extra small to a small to a medium to as far as my bottoms go, I've gone from a medium to a large to an extra large. It completely varies. So there is always a giant gamble when it comes to purchasing bathing suits online that are only offered in one size for top and bottom. And I am fully aware of the risk that I've taken diving into this because my sizes for top and bottom are quite dramatically different even though a small and a medium are just a size apart or basically one size apart it it just my butt is so much bigger than my boobs that it's, it's like there's no comparison like the top and the bottom are just so vastly different so I know that I've delved into taking a serious risk into um, buying all these bikinis, I ended up purchasing, I think, seven different bikinis. And I did notice looking through all the pages on the Zoffel website as far as what they do offer, I did realize that they do have like a standard set of like 10 or so styles of bikinis. And then from there, they just have like a dozen or so different options in colors and patterns. So I picked out a variety of different styles, all similar to what I was looking like as far as fitting my personal criteria of what I was looking for in um, my new bathing suits. But I did pick out a variety of different styles and cuts. Um, so I I know that, again, I'm taking a risk with just buying, I I bought a majority of them in size medium. I bought one bathing suit in size small just to see out of curiosity. They do have sizing charts and I think what ended up, where I ended up deciding to finally check out and press pay was that I ended up going back onto YouTube and looking up to see if anybody had done any current bikini hauls. And there was one girl, sorry, I don't remember your name, but I will leave links to um, everything that I basically mentioned. I will leave a link to Zoffel's website. No, this is not sponsored. I pay for everything myself. I'll leave a link to their website along with me and Maple's channel. I'll leave a link to her her videos or her channel and then this other, fem- this other woman's um, 
video. I'll leave a link to her video as well. Um, I came across this other uh, woman who I follow on Instagram and I was fully aware that she did have a YouTube channel, but for some reason I just never looked it up. She did a review on a haul that she did of Zoffel bikinis. She is a little bit curvier than me and no, that's not me calling her fat, not in the slightest. In regards to me calling her curvy is more or less the fact that she has much more muscular uh thighs than I do and I only wish that I had thighs like that and she also is just got a bigger chest than I do and I figured that being able to relate my body shape and size to what she purchased and the styles and sizes definitely helped me kind of come to terms with that you know the sizes that I've picked are going to fit me because if they are able to fit her top and bottom then at least for me bottom wise they're definitely going to fit and the other thing that I really did appreciate scanning through Zoffel's website and the styles that they do offer, I did find that a lot of the tops that they do offer, they have a ton of different adjustments, whether it's through the straps or through the back or just simple tie-up styles. There are lots of different kinds of options and styles available for basically any and every body type out there. So if you're really looking for a bikini or at least to scan through different styles, I would recommend checking out Zoffel just to get an idea of the styles and colors and whatever else available out there. This isn't a product review because I haven't received the bikinis, but good news is, is last night, really late at night, I got a update email already, which I was very surprised by, but I got an update email saying that basically almost everything but one bathing suit slash bikini was sent so i'm hoping that it's going to show up sooner than later and that i'll be able to actually do the video soon now if that one singular bikini doesn't show up within a couple of days or isn't shipped you know soon what i might end up doing is i'll do the haul of all the stuff together and then i'll just do like a bonus video with the one bikini because it is a specific style that i'm really excited to see how it's going to fit on my body and how it's going to look um so i definitely want to include it in some sort of video so you know no fear if it doesn't end up showing up in the video and i will mention it if it doesn't end up showing in the haul video i will put it up as a separate video in and of itself like as a bonus video so with that being said, I think that's more or less of everything I wanted to talk about and like, I feel so much better. Ugh. I had all this stuff on my mind and on my chest for the last like day and a half and I've wanted to just get it off and I'm so happy that I'm able to like finally get it out in this format. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to get all my bikinis. Oh, and I also purchased a pair of sunglasses that are hella extra but they just were really they were a very interesting cut and the color looked really cool so I just ended up going with them oh I think the one thing I really I, I, I'll mention here but I will also mention in the haul video is that when it comes to the prices of Zoffel in Canadian they do offer um, a section in the website where they do have a drop down menu and you can adjust the prices according to wherever you're from which I highly appreciate because the idea of having to like go in and do conversion um, changes on a website separately from your online shopping is such a pain in the ass and it's just it's it's another step that I really don't want to do and half the time honestly if a website if I have to do that for a website I just click off I don't even bother to be honest um, so I found that in Canadian pricing 
the i think the most inexpensive bikini that they have to offer on zoffel is around 15 dollars, and then i think on the higher end as far as bikinis go i did take a glance at the one piece bathing suits but that's really stepping into territory that i don't really want to mess with because one piece bathing suits and bodysuits are just the biggest pain for me because as i've mentioned in the past the reality is is one pieces just don't really fit me ever because my torso is long as i've learned and it's longer than average so to find you know a bodysuit that fits let alone a, a bathing suit is just all kinds of stress and anxiety that i don't want to you know go through but they did i did notice that they have a lot of really beautiful one piece bathing suits so if you have the time to like do all the measurements highly recommend checking them out um so as far as the bikinis go i found probably the on the more expensive side i think the most like expensive bathing suit for a top and a bottom sorry bikini for a top and a bottom was maybe on the 30 around like the 30 dollar range so overall for a top and a bottom bikini you're paying a fairly reasonable price like this in my opinion was a really good like steal i didn't have to pay shipping because my the amount of money that i spent was you know in their free uh, free shipping range again i'll go through all of this once the actual oh my god what is my hair doing sorry i i've been messing around with my hair this entire time in for anybody who's actually watching this on youtube because um i need to definitely take a shower today and it's just i'm you know messing with it because it's a tick and it's kind of bothering me um back to what i was saying as far as what i uh, again noticed in price comparison to kind of everybody else online it is very inexpensive so i will go into more in depth as far as pricing and the shipping times and everything in the actual haul video but i'm glad to have been able to kind of do a little bit of a deep dive and an explanation as to why i took the time to purchase and put in the effort to do the research on Zoffel and spend the time and the money and the effort to buying the bikinis that I did. Um, I hope that, I don't know if anybody's going to get anything out of this conversation, but it definitely makes me feel better to admit a lot of the stuff that I've been going through in the last, you know, in the last year plus the last you know four january february march april may five months so the last almost a year and a half to finally be able to get all of it well, not all of it but sum it off my chest and actually say it out loud feels really good so i you know i really appreciate for any of you who have watched and are currently watching and are still watching or listening i appreciate you for you know sitting through all of this and listening to me i will be doing i think a separate podcast talking about everything that happened last year medically what i'm doing to manage my pain um there are going to be depending on what your stance is and depending on where you live there may or may not be some controversial topics because i will be talking about cbd oil because that is something that is a part of my pain management it's kind of been my uh miracle drug depending on you know how you choose to classify cbd oil um but i it is a topic and a journey and a story that i definitely do want to share because i think a lot of women out there can learn something from it and a lot of us can share in some of the pain physically and mentally that you know we go through um depending on if you've got this disorder or not and a lot of women i know do um so and i finally have come to a place and a, and a peaceful place where i can actually sit sit down and talk about it loud so maybe i think maybe tomorrow i'll record that video and we'll talk about it some more so thanks again for joining me during 
you know, our quarantine times and during this, you know, quiet time in my comfortable space in uh, my lounge chair. So I will see you guys hopefully soon. Have a good one.